Hey, thank you for tuning in. Welcome to season one of the Prayer House podcast. Our mission and vision is simple. It is to spread the gospel and good news to the ends of the world and to do it by building a community whose foundation is Jesus Christ. So welcome to the family. We hope you enjoy this message and it is a blessing to you. Hey, thank you so much. Um, I don't know who to address, either Jesus Collective or Prayer House. I don't know if you're in either one or you just joined in. Um, I'm super excited for you guys to be here. I'm so honored to be a part of this um Man, this this uh, I don't even want to call it a meeting because I feel like it just puts like this kind of like thought in our mind of like oh I have to sit there and be quiet and you know if you're Indian you got to put your shawl on and do that kind of stuff so please don't take that way um, I know that if I'm reflecting the true heart of Prayer House and Jesus Collective it's just a space for us to have a conversation and for us to just be a part of this community together so um, again I'm super honored my name is Chris I'm from uh, the Central Florida area I say Central Florida because I I literally live on I four and if you don't know what I four is it's like literally the worst road in Florida. Um, traffic is crazy. Um, it's literally the connector between Tampa and like Daytona Beach. So I'm always on the road. Um, but yeah, I, I'm super excited to be here. So I, I do want to take this moment. Um, while we were in worship, I, I just really felt, um, and, and, and I apologize if it's totally off the script, but I, I just want to uh, honor the Holy Spirit in this moment. But man, I just want to sit and, and just take like one or two minutes and just acknowledge what we say when we say like the body of Christ. Um, like that's not um, uh, something to be taken lightly either. Like if we really uh, think about this moment um, that Christ had before his crucifixion and, and even this moment when he was on that cross and, and he thought of you and I and, and he thought of just um, the weight of our sin and, and he decided to say, you know what, instead of you suffering with these things, instead of you trying to get to this place uh, with God, I'm going to take this on for you. I want you to, to see that I see you first. That, that, that That's what Christ is. That's what salvation is, that he's always, always seeking you first. And, and I just want to take a time to acknowledge that. And um, I just want to just do a real quick prayer and, and we can get started. Um, Jesus, Lord, we just honor you in this room, God. First and foremost, above every other agenda, God, we're here to submit under your agenda, God. We yield to your Holy Spirit, and we just ask, God, that you take over this meeting, God, that you take over every heart and every room that is being played over the sound of my voice, God, that you would just be in the room with us, God, that the room tonight would just get so much smaller because you're in it, God, that we would feel your presence, like tangible presence, God, in our rooms, God, in places that we may not have felt you for so long, God, that you would begin to touch those things in our lives, God, that you want to speak life back into, God. Um, and I, Lord, I pray that that in, within ourselves, God, that we don't see you as when you reveal things to us, God, that you're trying to hurt us, that you're trying to bring us uh, back into a moment maybe of pain or suffering, God, but that you reveal those things because you want to heal those things, God. And, and we really believe that tonight and this week, God, as, as this, these meetings are going on and God, as we just continue um, to reflect on your goodness, the body of Christ, the who you are, God, the blood that you paid, that we would just reflect, Lord, and, and, and meditate on, on these words that we speak, God, and that you would be honored in our hearts, Lord. So we love you so much, and we give you all the glory and honor. God, I pray that every word that I say, Lord, if it's from me, that it would not be even a thought that we remember from this moment on, God, that it wouldn't be anything that we remember from tonight. But God, if it's from you, God, if it's words and seeds that you're planting, God, that it would have lasting impact, God, that we would see fruit from it, God, and our generation would be blessed by the words that you speak tonight, God. So we love you, and we give you all the glory. In your name we pray. Amen. 
Woo! All right. So uh, I'm super excited to be here. So uh, I'm super extroverted. So if you see me doing like some weird things and my hands going all crazy and, and I talk about random stuff, I'm extroverted and that's who God made me to be. So uh, I'm here. And, and so the scripture that I want to focus on in tonight is um, it's super common. And it's like when you think of the body of Christ, this is the passage that you probably think of. So I'm glad I got the first night. Anyway, uh, so it's 1 Corinthians 12 is where we're focusing our time in tonight. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12. Um, hey, if you really want to make use of this time with the Lord, I know you're tuning in and, and maybe you're just checking it out. But Open your Bible app, open your Bible, do what you want to do, uh, but I encourage you to take a look at the Word, and, I, and I'm, I promise you, I prayed fervently that God is going to reveal some things to, to each and every one of us tonight. So 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12 is where we're going to start. Uh, this is Paul, and he's talking to the church, and he's talking about the many body parts that we have, and, I, and I'll just begin by verse 12. It says, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up the whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles, some of us are slaves, and some are free. But we all have been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Verse 14, yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not a hand, that doesn't make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the most more honorable parts do not require the special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all members care for each other. And if one part suffers, all parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. So um, I thank God for that word. Um, and I think the first thought that I thought of when I was uh, thinking of this was, um, so I, I guess the question is, have you ever stubbed your toe before? I do it all the time. It's really bad. And I know I can't see a lot of people's videos, but I wish I could see your reaction because I know some people are like, Boy, yes, I did just today. So I stubbed my toe last week and it's really weird to think like, man, you don't recognize what part, like the parts of your body that you take advantage of until they're like under some kind of duress or pain or suffering. And, and literally I stubbed my toe and like, you got that initial, like, ah, you know, whatever. And then you're like hoping the pain subsides. But if you ever stub your toe, you know, like, man, this is a lasting thing. Like this is something that happens a little longer. And, uh, I'm, you know, I'm on this new, like, you know, uh, post COVID or during COVID workout plan thing. So I'm supposed to go like exercise and do all this kind of stuff, whether I do it or not, is up for debate. Don't tell anybody that I said that, but I'm like trying to walk, I'm trying to go do my exercise. And this toe is just like pounding. Like I could hear the blood vessels, like just like rushing through my body and especially to my toe. And it's crazy because, you know, through all that suffering, all that pain, I was like, man, 
I really put a lot of weight on this toe. Like I don't, it's not even a big toe. It's not like a pinky toe. It's not like one of those important, I don't know if you've ever thought of like, oh, I have an important toe, but uh, it's not like one of those like major toes that you think of, but it's definitely one that I was like, man, I am really grateful for this toe right now because when it is healed and like when it's like delivered and when it's had this whole like healing process, I don't even think of it. I don't even really regard it as something that's important. But when it can, comes into this like kind of duress, this kind of moment, of suffering I, I i'm like man i'm really grateful for this toe um and when i thought of that i was like okay god like why are you trying to bring that into my picture and and the way that it kind of interpreted through the holy spirit was like man this the the broken world that we're kind of living in right now this kind of upside down world that we just have no idea it should be a clear indication to the church that the body of christ is has to be active it has to be something that is moving and breathing because in moments like this, this is where Jesus comes into play. This is where he has the answer for all of these questions that we act. And if Jesus were to be here on today, he would be coming in through this video Zoom call and he would be acting through each and every one of you. And that's what the body is, right? That's what Paul is talking about here. It's like, hey, we don't have Jesus anymore. And and it's not a it's not a bad thing. You know, if you look at like Acts or I'm sorry, John at the end of the passage, he says, man, there's some Someone greater coming, right? Something that's going to enable you to do even more than I did on this. And if you think about that, I mean, like, man, we're reading, we're reading scripture, the New Testament, and we're like blown away all the time. Like, man, Jesus, you're doing this, like you're doing that. And I'm sitting here like, dude, I could never imagine that, right? But I think when we think like that, we isolate ourselves as one body part. You know, when we think like, man, I got to do this, I got to do that, I have to heal, I got to cast out demons, I got to preach, I got to teach, I got to do all these things, we we tend to think of ourselves as like maybe like I'm just a hand and I'm like kind of like segmented away from the body, right? Like I got to go figure this out on my own. I got to go lift some weights and like, <laughs> you know, get strong and then maybe I'll operate in my fullness. And that's exactly opposite of what Christ has called us to be. And I think the greatest blessing and the greatest calling I've ever had was that Christ gave me a family. He gave me a family that I didn't have to do this alone. I didn't have to walk through these moments alone. And this is something that that I've struggled with for a long time. Uh, I think uh, I've always been that guy that's always like, man, you know, God has this calling in my life and God wants to, to use me in all these kind of different ways. And I've always thought of it as just me. I've always thought it's like, I have to do this. I am the only Christ representer, you know, like this twisted mind like view, but it really, what happens is that when those moments come and it always comes where sin creeps in or a uh, life just takes a toll on you like crazy, you know, you just feel like that's it. You know, I'm, I'm hitting rock bottom. I have nowhere to go, man. Things like I've, I've probably got over and, and maybe they're coming back like anxiety, depression, um, you name it. I've probably gone through it, honestly. And all those things come into play. And when you're segmented away from the body, it's really hard to see yourself as worthy. It's really hard to see yourself as like, man, you have a, a function, you have a purpose in your life, you know? And in the scripture, we it talks about how Christ is the head. Christ is the head. And if you are a science major or if you're like a medical kind of degree, like I, I was at one point and then God saved me from that. Thank you, Jesus. Um, but if you ever study the body, you know that there's always there's neurons, there's things that are sending signals to your body. Even as my hands are moving right now, like my brain is telling me to do these things, right? Like, and maybe it's just like, this is just normal. Maybe this is just my daily function, but those neurons are still sending. And if you think about, if you wanted to make the body, 
uh, kind of like a, a realistic thing in the church, then we know that if Christ is the head, then I like to think of the neurons as the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit is going to like, he's going to trigger you in ways that maybe are a little uncomfortable, right? Maybe it causes you to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Maybe it causes you to, to uh, do things that you normally wouldn't do. But if my hand were to talk back to me and said, oh, I don't want to do that, I would be like, what? <laughs> Don't you see that I see the bigger picture? Don't you see that I'm trying to get this glass of water to nourish you? Like whatever example you want to use, right? But we sometimes take that opportunity and when God calls us into a different season of life, maybe uh, life looks a little different and, and God calls us to uh, serve a little a different way. Or maybe um, he's asking you to spend more time in prayer than he is in worship, right? Like these different seasons in our life, you know, we think that we know better. So we sometimes, I'm guilty of it, I'm telling you, where I'm like, God, like, nah, Nah, I've always done this thing. I'm, you know, I know how to do this. This is formula. I know formula. I know how to get into it. I know how to do my thing. And and I find that I'm losing connection, right? I find that my my function has been lost. My purpose is kind of like getting dry. I find myself in in these moments where um, maybe just my days always are gloomy. Maybe my anxiety gets like to cloud nine, like randomly through the day. And the reason why those things happen in its truest form is that we fail to be connected to the Holy Spirit. We fail to see, because Jesus is always sending us signals. I wish I could. I wish I could hear the amen in that. He's always giving you signals, man. He's always talking to you. He's always trying to get your attention. And sometimes we fail to act on those things. And and God is so gracious and loving and reckless in His way that He doesn't say like, oh, you know what? All right, I'm done with you, arm. <laughs> you know, hey, I'm done with you, leg. I'm just gonna limp my way. No, no, no. Christ is coming back for a perfect bride. He's coming back for a perfect bride. Revelation says that he's coming. He, his day comes and he sees his bride and it's wrapped in beautiful, pure linen and it's clean and it's pure. And that's what Christ is coming back to. And when we think of the body of Christ, I want to encourage you, man, you have a body part. You have a function in the church. That's why things like Christians that never go to church, they kind of like, it doesn't make sense to me. Because if you were to just be like what Paul says here, like an eye, and you just kind of function as an eye, like, you can only see things, but you can't do anything, right? You can only see so much and you, you, you move on with life. Like, that's all you see. Or if you're in hand, you're always like doing something with your hand. And then it has no purpose because there's no other feet to get you there, for example, right? So Biblically, being a part of the church, being a part of a corporate body, the body of Christ is a biblical thing. It's something that God calls us to. He gifts us with that. If you're like me, I know for sure that I've been hurt by the church too. And I want to acknowledge that in this place. I want to acknowledge the fact that church has always, it's never been, it's, it hasn't always been an attractive thing for me. I've had people say things to me that have hurt me, uh, that may have not really reflected who Christ was. But I just want to reassure you, and I want to speak life back into that. That is not what the body of Christ is. That is not who Jesus is. That person, that thing, that situation may have took a lot away from you. And if I could speak into dreams tonight, man, I could go on for hours. But those dreams that you've had since like a young girl, since a young guy, man, those things may have been robbed from you because of the way you saw church or maybe because the way that someone said something to you from that. But 
like Paul says here, there are so many different parts of the body that that dream that you had that honored Christ, that sent his gospel forward. And if you want to look at that, look at Jesus Collective, look at Prayer House that just started off with a vision. It started off with like, man, we just do this thing for fun. And I think we can honor Christ in that. I mean, if you want to talk about how your passions and your purpose and your function, just take a look at the example right before you. And I'm so honored to be a part of this because it, it really speaks to our generation's cry for more. There's so much more that God wants to give to us. There's so much more than just the day-to-day, you know, hey, let's just pray, let's worship, let's talk about the word and let's go home. Man, Christ is alive. The body of Christ is not a dead body. It's a live body. It's constantly moving. Creativity, God is a creative God. He is like, there's so many things that God wants to do. I mean, if you want to talk about music, you want to talk about art, if you want to talk about DJ Tom over there, like there's so many things that that God calls us to do. And there's so many ways that he wants to share his gospel. And the only way that he can do that is through you. It's through you. That's the only way. And there is no junior Holy Spirit right? So don't don't be mistaken by that. There's no like, man, I want to have the Holy Spirit and, and I'm scared like I have to go through six years of my life and then I'll get to a place where I can operate and be full in the gospel. False. False. If you look at the very first miracle that Jesus performed, it was the wedding in Cana. And it was where Jesus literally took water and turned it into wine. If you know anything about wine, it is a long process to get to wine. There's a fermentation process. There's all these little things that go into it. it has to be stored in a cool place, whatever. And it, all these things happen. But if you look at that miracle, it was an instantaneous fermentation. Instantaneous. And the God that we serve, the body of Christ that we belong to, it's a God that restores time. He takes time and he throws it out the window. For God, three years is like three seconds in his eyes. He can do that in a minute, in a second for you. As long as we submit under the body of Christ, under we submit underneath the head and we say, God, send your neurons, send your Holy Spirit to me. Help me realize my function, my day-to-day things, God. Like when I'm in the store, when I'm at work, when I'm at school, when I'm in my room alone, God, you're still speaking. There's something that you're saying. What can it be and how can I be an active part of that? I do want to say one thing. I think when we think about uh, the body of Christ, we think about roles. We think of like, man, I have to be a teacher or an apostle, or I do have to start an Instagram page, or I do have to do this. Um, let me let me preface all that by saying this: your private devotion is it, it precedes any kind of public manifestation. I, I take that from Pastor William McDowell, and, and he's been an active part of my growth here in Orlando. And, and he says that pu- uh, private devotion precedes public manifestation. Your time with the Lord is more important than anything that you can do in this world. Your time with God is so important. That is the the place, the secret place that, that we often hear about, the place that God molds you and he shapes you and he puts you on the potter's wheel and he begins to shape you into this beautiful vessel that he can pour something in. And when those things overflow, you begin to see that in your everyday life. You begin to see that when the way that you talk to your parents, you see that in the way that you interact with people randomly that you come in contact with. God starts dry, dropping like dimes and wisdom and knowledge on, on those exams that you never studied for, you know, those kind of, I'm just kidding. All those things that, that, that maybe seem impossible. Let me say it that way. All those things that may seem impossible. Like, God, you could never use someone like me. 
You can, I, I never saw myself that way. See, God, God wants to speak into those things, and, and he doesn't do that in a public way. He doesn't say, hey, let me, let me give you um, a, a really big platform, and then I'll give you the gift of speaking. No, 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 no. He says it first in the private. He says it to you in his personal time because when God says something to you and he says it to you in a personal way, man, there is no denying that. There is no denying that. When he speaks to you, it changes your life. It changes you in a way that, that grows you. It's like a, it's, if, I, if I was talking about like arm muscles, like your biceps begin to like expand out of nowhere. Like it's like that kind of level of growth. Like God just begins to do things over and over and over again in your life. And if you look, I mean, throughout the whole Bible, God never did anything and he just did it like that. Even if you look at the person of David, that's the first person I thought of. David, before he killed Goliath, he was tending to sheep. He was doing his day-to-day function. If you look at Moses, what was he doing? Working for his father-in-law. It wasn't this instantaneous, hey, I'm going to do this and, and all right, God, I'm leading thousands of people out of Egypt. No, no, no. God spoke and he speaks in private moments with you. And if you want to be an active part of the body, if you want to have a role and, and you do have a role and you do have a function, and you do have a purpose, but when you want to unlock those things in your life, whether that's today, tomorrow, whenever it is, Start with your day-to-day walk with Jesus. Start with those private times with the Lord because those are the places that he begins to speak life over you again. If you're ever struggling with any kind of addiction, sorrow, guilt, shame, all of these things that the enemy uses to kind of like numb us and, and stop us from moving, if you just get on your knees, if you just pray before the Lord, if you just connect with the body, somebody in the body, there is life that gives there's life that gives when you connect to the body. That's why we have each other. That's why we love each other and honor each other. Amen. So I wanted to talk about one more part, and, and I'll start to close out here. Verse 22, it, it, it talks about something kind of weird, and I thought it was like, and I'm like thinking, okay, I don't know how to relate this to, to the body of Christ and do all this kind of stuff. So I'll read it again. In fact, some parts of the body, verse 22, uh, that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard, we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. Your role and your function in the body is not always going to be the like stage view. It's not always going to be uh, you're praying over somebody and you literally see an arm or a finger grow or a, a toe grow. Man, pray for my toe. Uh, it's not going to be those things all the time. Not all of us are called to that. In fact, Christ even said, and Paul even says here that those things that you do, that with the with the mind of Christ, those small things that you do, like literally, I feel like an uncle when I say this, but like picking up your plate before you go to the fellowship hall, you know, like all those like little things, take the garbage out, do those things, right? But when we do those with the mind of Christ, and we're like, man, I'm an active part of the body. I'm someone that does, I do this because Christ did this for me. He, he cared for me in the small ways, in the small intimate ways that maybe nobody sees it. Maybe nobody sees the ways that you serve. Maybe nobody sees or you don't feel acknowledged in your church or the way that Christ maybe called you to something. Let me just reassure you with verse 22, the things that, that we, we think of as human beings as like less honorable or less favorable, it's not like the highlight. God says that's the highest that's the greatest honor. That is the thing that we that we care for the most. It's those moments that you have those one-on-one conversations with people where you begin to pray even in your own room for your family, for, for people that may not even never hear this prayer, right? God says like, man, those are my precious moments. Those are my children. That's my body, right? And if I were to relate this back to our human body, it's like, I don't think about like, all right, cells produce 
ATP, produce energy. Like I have to think today. I have to like move my hands and I got to do all these things like, come on cells, do it. No, 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 no. Right. But if you were to take away my cells from me, right, like I can't even function. I can't even function. And it goes back to what I was saying about the private devotion. It precedes all public manifestation, right? These small things that we seem that we think is less honorable, God sees it as most honorable. And he says that those are the things that I care for the most. Those are the things that I cherish the most is that those intimate moments that I have with you. Maybe you're, man, like for me, washing the dishes, right? I hate washing the dishes, man. I hate washing the dishes. But, but if I were to put on the mind of Christ and I was like, God, you know what? This is my way of serving my house. This is my, my way of serving my parents. If this is the way I'm serving, God, like you called me this way. This is, I'm a servant, right? I'm, I'm, I'm a son and a daughter of Christ and I want to serve this way. Man, God is like so proud and he says, man, that's my son. That's my daughter. That's the body of Christ living in a day-to-day world. Uh, I'll close with this. I mean, I, I really, I really pray for our generation. And I play, I pray in a way uh, that I, I really want to see us as a church that holds one Bible in one hand and a newspaper in the next, because these two things speak. They speak, but one is going to speak always more louder. And I pray and I'm asking that if we operate as the body, if we operate like the many parts that we are and we come under the conjunction of the Holy Spirit and we say, God, you are the head, Christ, you are the head, then I know that the Bible will always speak into our day-to-day world. It'll always speak volumes into the hurt, the suffering, the pain that we're going through. And I know and I believe that each and every one of us, especially on this call tonight, that we all have that role. We all have that function. We all have that purpose in us. You think it's small, but like I just said, God thinks that's just the highest honor. You might think it's too big. And God's like, man, if you only knew what I could do through you, right? And there's so much more that God wants to speak into us, but we do have to spend time with the Lord. We have to come together and we have to say, God, we want to honor you in these moments. We want to spend time in worship. God, we want to spend time in your presence and just hear from you. Rather than having to put all like a, an agenda together and doing all these things, which are great things, but come with no agenda before the Lord and just see what he says. Just see what he speaks to you. Just see and ask the Holy Spirit to maybe even bring down those things that, that you hold back as, as maybe uh, uh, reasons why you don't do some of that serving. Maybe you don't do some of that those roles and those functions that you know God has given you the dream for as a young person. Man, God wants to heal those things. The Holy Spirit is the comforter. That's the promise that we have. And if you ask the Holy Spirit to come, even in your room tonight, he can comfort you from any kind of sorrow, grief, like guilt, shame, anxiety, depression, suicide thoughts, those things that haunt our generations, the battle against our own mind. That's the prayers that I pray for, that we should pray for as a generation, man, that God wants to speak into our minds, our own thoughts and say, man, daughter, son, I see you as so much more than that. You are not those things that you thought you were. Let me show you. Let me define you. Come and sit before me. And I promise you that God is going to show you things that you've never seen before. And he's going to love on you like no one else will ever do. There's no amount of people, substance, any of that stuff that can speak life back into you as much as Jesus can. I'm super excited for what God's going to do through our generation. I'm super honored to be a part of something like this, and I'm praying, and and I know that each of you are asking this question, God, what part of the body am I? What part can I serve your body with, God? Because our first ministry is always back to Jesus. We always give him back what we got. 
that's our first priority and those things will then begin to overflow in the people around us and God I just want to pray and I just want to close this off uh, tonight I wish I could I could ask questions and I'm really an engaging person that way but another time I'll pray God thank you so much for this moment thank you so much God for just every person that's on this phone call God, we know that uh, you're speaking, Lord, and, and, and your Holy Spirit is moving in ways um, that I could never do with my own accord, God. I could never do that with my own voice, but Lord, you've promised that if we just call on your name, God, if even two or three are gathered, God, that you are in the midst of these places, Lord. So I just ask in Jesus' name that you reveal, Lord, the things that you're trying to speak to us tonight as the body, God, that we would just operate and be fully under guard, Lord, to your to your presence, to your Holy Spirit, that we would just begin to to, to ponder those thoughts god that we would begin to look at this at scripture as not just something that i have to do as a task but something that i can live and see my life in god that that this is the manual for my life and this is the place that you want us to grow jesus so lord i pray that you reveal and that you allow the church to grow even more god i pray for uh creative arts i pray for uh worship leaders and and prophets lord and and ministers of the gospel lord and evangelists god and and etc and etc god all the different parts lord i wish i could name them all but lord i pray that you just begin to do your work in our generation, that we would see the goodness of God in the land of the living God, and that we would see you today, God, we would see you tonight, Jesus, that it wouldn't be something that we see later on in our life, and we say we'll get to it one day, but God, you would prick us, Lord, through your Holy Spirit, and that you would ask, God, that, that we would see you for who you are, and that you would just call us by name back into your presence, Jesus. So we love you. We give you all the glory and honor that you deserve, Jesus. Thank you for your cross. Thank you for your blood. We honor you tonight. We ask all these things in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in. We pray that the Word of God has touched you and transformed you. His Word continues to be a living and active source of life. And only through His Word can we rejuvenate our own lives. So rate us and leave a review if you can. We really appreciate it. Till then, keep searching, keep listening for His voice, and we will see you again next time.